is back in style. Welcome to the evolution. Turns out there is a chance that trying to violently overthrow our democracy might be illegal. To paraphrase an idiot and his bloodthirsty mob, lock him up. I'm back, bitches! What if you knew Fox News was just lying to you? How could you watch when you know? He was voted Variety Entertainer of the Year at the Excellence in the Arts Awards and is one of the highest arbitrage now Nielsen-rated talk radio hosts in Las Vegas. He is also a refreshing voice of logic and reason. Live from the entertainment capital of the world, Doug Basham. Raise a little hell, raise a little hell. I know words, I have the best words. I love the poorly educated. Right under the toilet. And good morning, my fellow wokes and Republican jokes. Thanks for joining me today. My name is Doug Basham, and welcome to the Doug Basham Show right here on KSHP in Las Vegas and on social media and to a genuine demonstration of excellence in broadcasting. The website is DougBasham.com. Last name spelled B as in brainless, A-S-H-A-M as in malodorous, mega. DougBasham.com, my email, Doug at DougBasham.com. Now, regular listeners should know the drill by now, but for any new listeners or viewers, on my website, you'll find links to every site associated with this show, in particular, links to all my social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok, on four of which we both broadcast this show live and archive the shows. Two things I'd like you to do. On my website, click on the YouTube link. Once there, click on the link that says live, whereupon you can either watch the show live or view the archive show. But most importantly, do us a favor and click on the subscribe link. Second, also on my website, click on the TikTok link. Once there, do us another favor, will you? And click on the follow link. 221-7283 is our call-in number here at the station, folks. If you would like to talk on the radio a little bit later, as in our next half hour, that's 702-221-SAVE, as in save our democracy, our ultimate and only goal in each and every show we do. Lock him up. I have a quick update on a story I've been following closely, which has become very near and dear to my heart, the election fraud story in Georgia. And I've told you of the two patriotic poll workers in Georgia, Ruby Freeman and her daughter, Shea Moss, who volunteered to do so in the midst of a pandemic. Their reward? They were dishonestly demonized by the orange hemorrhoid and called professional vote scammers and hustlers. To the point, they were forced to move due to the vile racial slurs and death threats to which they were subjected. Trump, of course, was lying. And after a years-long investigation by the Georgia Election Board, both Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss were both found to not have done one single solitary thing wrong. I told you how Freeman and Moss settled out of court with the bogus cable quote-unquote news network, OANN, One American Noise Network. Well, I just learned yesterday that OANN just settled another defamation case, this time with one Eric Coomer, a former Dominion Voting Machines executive. Coomer was forced to go into hiding way back in December of 2020 
over lies OANN told about him concerning the 2020 election and the by now predictable death threats he received from Trump's brain-dead MAGA cult base. One lie was that Coomer participated in an Antifa conference call to plan how to rig the 2020 election. Oh yeah, if you mention the word Antifa, that's a death sentence. And you wonder why I lump all these idiots together and just call them the QOP. OANN published a number of stories accusing Dominion of rigging the election, some of which have been deleted from its website following lawsuits against them. Chanel Ryan, an OANN quote-unquote reporter, also made a three-part video called Dominionizing the Vote where she interviewed a liar and conspiracy theorist who falsely claimed Coomer was, quote, responsible for putting his finger on the scales of our election and should be tried for treason, end quote. Coomer's lawyers wrote in his lawsuit, quote, OANN and Ryan took no efforts to verify or corroborate these false allegations before publishing them and disregarded reliable sources establishing the contrary, end quote. Well, of course they did. That's what the right-wing propaganda hate media does. And frankly, they have been allowed to get away with lying to their audience for far too long. It is good indeed to see some hammers finally come crashing down upon them. And right now, I'm going to ask you, guess who reposted OANN's Chanel Ryan's fraudulent and dishonest video on Twitter, where it then ricocheted throughout right-wing media? Yep, again, with absolutely zero evidence of these accusations, Benedict Donald reposted this lie, slandering and attacking yet one more innocent American citizen. How can you Trump-humpers condone this? How can you defend this? The most powerful man in the country going after private, otherwise unknown citizens and attacking them, slandering them, lying about them. Is that okay? Sadly, I know the answer. In any event, it shouldn't come as a surprise as part of this OANN lawsuit Coomer also sued Trump's 2020 campaign, along with Newsmax, Sidney Kraken-Powell, Rudy Giuliani, and a slew of other right-wing organizations and individuals he claimed pushed false claims about him in a separate lawsuit. <laughs> and get this, Coomer also sued the pillow salesman Mike Lindell. And who could forget this appearance by Lindell on Newsmax, but it was after Newsmax had already received a warning letter from Dominion voting machines. And because Newsmax knew they were likely to lose a ton of money, they had informed their host to not discuss Dominion's machines. Well, of course, Lindell barely got past his intro and he starts going on and on about Dominion machines. Listen to the host try and sway Lindell away from his Dominion machine drivel, all the while, while Lindell just keeps droning on and on to the extent you will hear the host slide his chair back from his anchor desk and just walk off the set. What, what happened with your Twitter account and the uh, company page? Well, first, mine was taken down because we have all the election fraud with these Dominion machines. We have 100% proof. And then I, when they took it down um, uh, about my, three weeks my, ago, I, and then I put it back up, my personal, I put it, it was a Mike, uh, thank you very much. Mike, Mike I, you're talking about machines uh, that, that we at Newsmax have not been able to verify any of uh, those kinds of allegations. We just want to let people know that there's nothing substantive that we've seen. And let me read you something there. While there were some clear evidence of some cases of vote fraud and election irregularities, the election results in every state were certified and 
Newsmax accepts the results as legal and final. The courts have also supported that view. So we wanted to talk to you about canceling culture, if you will. We don't want to relitigate the allegations that you're making, Mike, because we understand where you are. So let me ask you this. Do you think that this should be temporary because it appears to be permanent? Could you make an argument that it is temporary? What? Could you make an argument that this could be a temporary banning rather than permanent? No, I want it to be a permanent because you know what? They did this because I'm revealing all the evidence on Friday of all the election fraud with these machines. So I'm sorry if you think it's not uh, real. Can I ask our producers, can we uh, get out of here, please? Uh, I, I don't want to have to keep going over this. Actually, we Newsmax Mike, have not been able wait, to verify any of those allegations. Wait, that you're, you're, Mike, oh, hold on a second. Everybody hold on a second. Mike, Mike, hold on one second. Uh, let's talk a little bit about just what is happening overall in terms of censorship. Frank, cancel out my company and myself. Okay. In this country, it's cancel culture. Wow. I mean, just Wow. He drones on and on. He never shut up. All the while, the host was trying to move him away from an even bigger lawsuit for OAN or for Newsmax. He just kept going on and on. And then they asked him a question. He goes, what? (laughs) That was just an absolute veritable crap storm. And as they say, when you lose Newsmax... And what's amazing is, even though Fox has had to pay a boatload of money, now Newsmax and OANN as well, it hasn't stopped their lying. They just don't lie about Dominion voting machines anymore. But make no mistake, they still lie about everything else. Let me read what else Coomer's attorneys wrote in this lawsuit. Quote, All aspects of his life have been altered in response to defendant's conduct, including things as basic as where to live, how to go out in public, and when to see family and friends. The results of defendant's ongoing conduct as foreseeable are foreseeable and obscene. This conduct is so outrageous in character and extreme in degree as to go beyond all possible bounds of decency. It should be regarded as atrocious and determined intolerable in a civilized community. End quote. Outrageous, indecent, and obscene. That is today's right-wing propaganda hate media in a nutshell. This is me in a nutshell. Help! I'm in a nutshell! How did I get into this nutshell? Look at the size of this bloody great big nutshell. What sort of shell has a nut like this? This is crazy. And here's something I didn't know until yesterday as well. Coomer also sued OANN's rival, Newsmax. And back in April of 2021, Newsmax settled that case out of court and issued a public apology at the time. And apparently that was the first settlement from a quote-unquote news organization in a defamation lawsuit filed over the 2020 election lies and conspiracy theories. Newsmax said at the time in a statement, quote, There are several facts that our viewers should be aware of. Newsmax has found no evidence that Dr. Coomer interfered with Dominion voting machines or voting software in any way, nor that Dr. Coomer ever claimed to have done so. Nor has Newsmax found any evidence that Dr. Coomer ever participated in any conversation with members of Antifa nor that he was directly involved with any partisan political organization, end quote. Coomer's lawsuits against the Trump campaign, Giuliani, Powell, and other defendants remain pending. OANN and Newsmax are two, quote-unquote, quote, news organizations that millions of Americans turn to not for news, but rather to hear what they want to hear, a.k.a. confirmation bias, and the truth be damned. 
And here's something else. Eric Coomer filed his lawsuit separate from Dominion lawsuit, which has separate pending lawsuits against OANN, Newsmax, Giuliani, and Powell. Those who love this country can only hope these lawsuits bring these demagogic liars bank break the he meant to say that these lawsuits break these demagogic liars bank accounts and drive them all out of business all together as i have stated for decades now the biggest threat this country faces is not donald trump the reason trump is dangerous however is because of what i call the conservative corporate controlled right-wing propaganda hate media industrial complex they amplify and repeat Trump's lies and slanders, and together they destroy people's lives, force them to move and or go into hiding, all for the lies of one man. One man who we can also only hope and pray will spend the rest of his miserable existence behind bars as well. It is way beyond time that these fraudulent and dishonest media horrors are held accountable for their heinous and dangerous behavior. And by the way, folks, I, I forgot this at the top of the show. I may have a potential programming announcement. As I was getting ready to leave for the station today, I got an instant message. And back in 2020, one of the candidates who ran on the Democratic side was Marianne Williamson. She's a self-help guru, author of several books, motivational speaker, humanitarian, and I interviewed Marianne twice. And I got to say, both of them were just a joy. I mean, Marianne will come across as mysterious, and there's no question. She's incredibly intelligent, incredibly articulate, and in all honesty, she's kind of hot. Anyhow, I probably shouldn't have said that, but there was a reason. I'll get to that. So her campaign manager instant messaged me and said that she's only in town until 1 p.m. tomorrow. And he said, would you like to have her on your show? And I said, sure, but I'm on from 11 to 12, so she'd have to do 11 to 11.30 in order to make her 1 p.m. flight. So I'm, I'm waiting to hear back from him. So possibly Marianne Williamson might be joining us tomorrow. And the reason I mentioned that she's kind of hot, once you get, once you get involved in an interview with Marianne, you can bring out her, her sense of humor, which is just rich. And at one point in the interview, I guess it was slowing down and she said, let's go back to the part where you said I was pretty. I mean, I got to tell you, it is very difficult to spend 45 minutes to an hour chatting with Marianne Williamson and not fall in love with her. Anyhow, I'll, well, actually, I won't probably know before the end of the show, so tune in tomorrow because if Marianne's going to be here, she'll be here right at the start of the show. So, so much for OANN and Newsmax and everybody getting sued and coughing up big bucks. This brings us to our next story that centers around former Proud Boy chairman Enrique Tarrio. The name. Give me a white supremacist and white supremacist. Stand back and stand by. Uh, after he made this comment, Enrique Terrio, then chairman of the Proud Boys, said on Parlor, standing by, sir. As the attack was unfolding, Mr. Tario took credit. In documents obtained by the Department of Justice, Mr. Tario said in an encrypted chat, make no mistake, we did this. During our investigation, we learned that this comment during the presidential debate actually led to an increase in membership from the Proud Boys. Would you say that Proud Boys numbers increased after the stand back, stand by comment? Exponentially. I'd say tripled, probably, with the potential for a lot more eventually. And did you ever sell any stand back and stand by merchandise? Uh, one of the vendors on my page actually beat me to it, but I wish I would have. I wish I would have made a stand back, stand by shirt. On December 19th, President Trump tweeted about the January 6th rally and told attendees, "Be there, will be wild." Many of the witnesses that we interviewed were inspired by the president's call and came to D.C. for January 6th. But the extremists, they took it a step further. They viewed this tweet as a call to arms. <clears throat> Up until yesterday, the two longest sentences for the January 6th insurrection were to A, 
Oath Keepers leader Stuart Rhodes, 18 years, and B, Ethan Nordeen and Joe Biggs, who are Tario's Proud Boy co-conspirators, who each received 17 years. To which Enrique Terrio said, hold my beer. And yesterday he was sentenced to 22 years in prison, 11 years less than prosecutors had requested, but still a lengthy sentence to be sure. And hopefully one that will help deter the next generation of far right wing domestic terrorists. Tario, Tario, who is, hey, (laughs) hey yourself. (laughs) Tario, who is 39 years old, begged the judge to not take his 40s away from him. And the judge complied. He took away his 50s, too. And the sweetest part, Tario wasn't even at the Capitol on January 6th. He was going to be, but he was arrested a couple days before that. Why? One, for burning a D.C. church's Black Lives Matter banner, and two, for bringing high-capacity rifle magazines into the district. Gee, I wonder why he was bringing high-capacity magazines into D.C. a couple days before January 6th. Huh? But not to be deterred, Tario posted encouraging messages while the attack was taking place. He was also in touch with his co-defendants while the attack was ongoing. And I loved what the judge said. Judge Timothy Kelly, who, by the way, was appointed by someone you know fairly well. Judge Kelly said, quote, It is kind of hard to put into words how important the peaceful transfer of transfer of power is. Our country was founded as an experiment in self-government by the people, but it cannot long endure if the way we elect our leaders is threatened with force and violence. Mr. Tario was the ultimate leader, the ultimate person who organized and was motivated by revolutionary zeal, and he has shown no remorse. What happened that day did not honor the founders. It was the kind of thing they wrote the Constitution to prevent. Except they didn't. That was my insert, not the judges. That day broke our previously unbroken tradition of peacefully transferring power. That previously unbroken tradition is broken now, and it's going to take time and effort to fix it. End quote. True that, especially considering there's a whole vile cabal of Trump humpers who aren't just threatening more violence like that, but an all-out civil friggin' war. And the blame all, all goes back to one person and one person alone, President Donald Treason Weasel. And sadly, if the orange cockroach were to die tomorrow, Trumpism and the chaos and violence that will unquestionably be Trump's true legacy, I fear, would live on. Andrew Weissman, lead investigator in the non-hoax, non-witch hunt Russia investigation, and one of my favorite legal analysts on cable news for his thoughtfulness and measured responses, was on the air when news of Tario's sentencing broke. He was first asked his initial response to this news. So it's worth noting that the um, Enrique Tarrio, the head of the Proud Boys, was just sentenced to 22 years. Compared that to Stuart Rhodes, the um, head of the Oath Keepers, who was sentenced to 18 years. So here, Judge Kelly did, mm-hmm. thought a significantly stronger sentence. His Judge Kelly, in sentencing him, made various statements, clearly quite moved, saying that January 6, it can't happen again, and repeated, it can't happen again. That the strongest message has to be sent. In reference to Tario referring to a member of the Proud Boys, which he led, comparing him favorably to George Washington, the judge said, quote, it slanders the father of our country to speak that way. So clearly, this is a judge who took what happened on January 6th very seriously. And, you know, one thing I love about Andrew Weissman He is articulate. He is extremely knowledgeable and informed. He's eloquent, but he will not 
absolutely will not engage in hyperbole. There's times when Andrew says things that don't thrill me because it involves someone probably not going to jail. But I would say probably 99% of the time, the things he does predict are spot on. And further to what Judge Kelly said, Andrew also commented on the overall picture of the J6 insurrection and its far-reaching effects. Absolutely. And remember that you're seeing these sentences um, handed down by judges who were appointed by Democrats and Republicans, it should be pointed out, by judges who are appointed by um, Donald Trump himself. In other words, for people who think they're Trump judges, these are judges who are just as appalled as anyone else at the severity of the crime here and clearly understand what it means to our democracy. Um, this is a really significant sentence. Um, 22 years is, um, is quite a lot of time. Uh, to be handed down. And I think it really is a reflection of uh, trying to pick a sentence that's commensurate with the harm inflicted, not just on the people that day, which was significant enough on January 6th, the people in the Capitol, law enforcement, Congress people, staff, but to the country as a whole. And I think Judge Kelly's comments that this cannot happen again if we were to have a democracy, is, I think, the thing that is animating the severity of this sentence today. And just so you know, this Judge Kelly, who sentenced Tario, is no rhino. And of course, he's not a liberal. He served as a Republican staff director for the Senate's Caucus on International Narcotics Control and as chief counsel for National Security and Senior Crime Counsel to U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Charles Grassley. In 2017, Trump appointed him to serve as United States District Judge of the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia. That said, I hope he is prepared for the now predictable harassment and death threats. And did you hear what Tario's lawyer said? He denied the Proud Boys had any plan to attack the Capitol, which, of course, is pure, unadulterated horse shisky, but also said that prosecutors were using Tario as a scapegoat for Trump. And, you know, to a certain extent, I agree. And you've heard me make a big deal out of this before. If the foot soldiers are getting 15, 17, 18, and 22 years in prison, why shouldn't the man who would be king, who sent them, get even more? Andrew Weissman agrees with me completely, and he delivers plenty more informed commentary. And my final point is... This is not a good thing for Donald Trump. I have said this repeatedly. It's obviously just a prediction. But for the judges in D.C., like Judge Chutkin, who have seen all of these January 6 cases, the leaders of the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers doing significant time, the idea that the general, the person, as you have pointed out, Nicole, who is alleged to have led this and for whom they were acting, the idea that that Donald Trump will not be sentenced to jail if he is convicted seems remote to me because the judges are living through this and seeing all of these other defendants. And it's anathema, I think, to them and the rule of law that people who are underlings would get this kind of sentence and that the leader would not. And, you know, one thing Andrew didn't mention, but I will. Yes, Trump's sentence should be commensurate with those of his foot soldiers, as in lengthier. But let's not forget, these sentences, these lengthy sentences the Oath Keepers and Proud Boys are receiving are for seditious conspiracy. Therefore, I would ask, why hasn't Donald Trump been charged with that as well? In any event, to my way of thinking, justice will only be served if Donald Trump dies in prison. 
And for you Trumpers who I know right now are saying, first, it wasn't an insurrection, and second, Trump didn't send them there. <laughs> Number one, January 6th was the dictionary definition of an insurrection. Try checking one out. There's at least seven good ones uh, online. And number two, as for Trump not sending them, that's a great talking point. But A, that's not what his infantrymen are saying. And B, therefore, it's a lie. Again, Tario wasn't even at the Capitol any more than Trump was physically. But in spirit, on the domestic terrorism totem pole, terrorist Tario was one level beneath terrorist Trump. And don't get me wrong, I also think the Proud Boys should all be put on a raft full of holes and shipped out to sea. But if not for Donald Trump and his traitorous lies, do you think the Proud Boys would have showed up on January 6th? If not for Donald Trump, nobody would have showed up that day. Nobody. One final comment from Andrew Weissman and a passionate one I thought as well. And, and Nicole, it's so interesting. Um, you know, I'm here in D.C. now and I've got the Capitol behind me and um, the D.C. court is just down the street. And the difference between the court system that is saying that the rule of law um, upholding what it means to be a democracy, upholding uh, the right to vote, um, upholding the peaceful transfer of power, that is what it is going to stand for um, and cherish. And the symbolism of the district court in D.C., the federal court here, um, upholding that principle when, you know, over my shoulder, there's an actual debate within Congress. And there were over a hundred people who sat in that body who were fine with actually undermining uh, democracy on January 6th. Um, to me, that is what's remarkable. The, the fissure that is going on um, in this country, but also represented by two major institutions in this town. One, the judiciary, which I think is, has largely held up quite well and um, the legislature. Yes, and I have said it many times that every damn Trump publican who still voted to challenge the election in Congress after the attack on our Capitol should be booted out of office. I've also said if true justice is served, the list of criminals and seditionists who wind up in jail over this attempt to overturn a free, free and fair election in the United States of America will make Richard Nixon's list pale by comparison. But yeah, it is finally nice to see some, some accountability for Trump's treasonous lies, even if Trump himself has yet to be put through the ringer. But it is coming, sure as the sun sets in the West. And speaking of things prison-related, you know why they started using liquid soap in prison? Because it's harder to bend over and pick it up. And you know why you should be scared of a white man in prison? Because you know he did it. Add to that, you know the difference between a black man and a white man in the U.S.? A white man actually makes it to prison. And Enrique Tario is about to learn the same thing New England receiver Aaron Hernandez learned when he went to prison. He'll no longer be a tight end. And you know the difference between an orphanage and a beach ball? You don't go to prison for blowing up a beach ball. And while Jesus loves you is a wonderful thing to hear in a church, it's a horrible thing to hear in a Mexican prison. And after my wife died, I couldn't look at a woman for another 20 years. But when I finally got out of prison, it seemed totally worth it. And you know what you call a short, clairvoyant person who just broke out of prison? A small medium at large. And finally, three new cellmates were contemplating their life sentences in prison. The first guy pulls out a deck of playing cards and says, Don't worry, guys, I brought these cards with me so we can play poker to pass the time. The second guy pulls out a harmonica and says, 
I bought I brought this harmonica so that I can play some music to cheer us up when we're feeling down. The third guy pulls out a box of tampons. The first two say, what the hell are we supposed to do with these? And the guy says, well, it says on the back that I can ride, swim, ski, and play tennis with these. Earlier, you heard Trump's now infamous suggestion to the Proud Boys during his debate with Sleepy Joe Biden. What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. Supremacists and white supremacists and white supremacists. Stand back and stand by. And, you know, we learned earlier that this comment had far, far more than far reaching effects. Ones we hadn't even heard. We heard earlier that Enrique tweeted, standing by, sir. We also heard that the Proud Boys took this comment as a call to arms. We heard that membership in the Proud Boys increased exponentially after Trump made that comment. What I didn't know until yesterday is that within hours of Trump saying that, one of the leaders of the Oath Keepers, Kelly Meggs, who was just sentenced to 12 years in prison, called Enrique and the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers formed a January 6th alliance. Phone records obtained by the select committee show that later that afternoon, Mr. Meggs called Proud Boys leader Enrique Terrio, and they spoke for several minutes. The very next day, the Proud Boys got to work. The Proud Boys launched an encrypted chat called the Ministry of Self-Defense. The committee obtained hundreds of these messages, which show strategic and tactical planning about January the 6th, including maps of Washington, D.C. that pinpoint the location of police. In the weeks leading up to the attack, leaders in both the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers worked with Trump allies. Wait, what? Leaders in both the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers worked with Trump allies? Which allies? We need names, Jamie. We need names. Again, if true justice is served, the number of new inmates from Trump's attempt to destroy our democracy should dwarf dwarf Richard Nixon's list. And the person who receives the lengthiest sentence, again, if true justice is served, it will be the traitorous orange wank maggot himself. 221-7283 is our call number here at the station, folks, if you want to chat or comment. And you know, I would really like to hear from some Trumpers. Tell me how you can defend everything you've heard today. I'd love to hear it. 221-7283 is the phone number. Who are we going to start with, Justin? Carl, Carl, Carl. It's Carl. Carl. Carl, you're first. Thanks for calling. Yeah, hey, Doug. Uh, hope you're doing okay. Uh, Why, don't I sound good? <laughs> <laughs> you sound You sound like a hundred. Okay. Not your age, but I mean, yeah, yeah. score wise. Hey, I appreciate anyway, it. Uh, what I want to say is, uh, I always like to bring some little messages real quick to Trump's brain dead cult base. Uh, at, so at one of his, uh, uh, when he had his convention type speeches, he said, if elected, he will suspend the Constitution. This actually, actually the word he used was terminate. Yeah, terminate. I mean, that's a real American right there. Terminate the Constitution. And also, he said, if elected within less than 24 hours, I will stop the war in Ukraine. I, will, I mean, how can people listen to this completely mentally ill man? Because they're just as bad as he is, Carl. I say it every day. How can you continue to support a man who lets this kind of drivel drool from his lips? Oh, I'll stop the war in one day. I'm going to terminate the Constitution. Yeah, that's our boy. They listen. I tell him stories every day of the innocent people he has slandered and attacked and destroyed their lives and forced them to move. Yeah, he's my guy. I mean, they're... I don't know, Carl. The, it's a yeah, cult. The backbone of our whole the backbone of our whole country is the Constitution, and he wants to, like a dictator, wants to suspend, terminate it. Well, so like he you said, it's, I just thought of something. You said that the the it's the back door to our Constitution. 
seeing as Trump is looking at years in prison, he's trying to eliminate eliminate everything that is even associated with a back door. <laughs> True. I'll be here all week, folks. Don't forget your waitress. Okay. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> okay, thanks, Carl. I appreciate it. 221-7283 is our caller number here at the station, folks. What? That was it? Carl was it? I am disappointed. This show deserves better. Seriously. Let's just take the rest. Want to go down to 7-Eleven and get a Slurpee and just let them hear dead air? That's what they deserve. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, Booker T. Okay. Actually, I'll give out the number. If you don't want to talk, I understand. I mean, really, what? how can you combat or argue with perfection? I understand. I mean, it's totally makes sense. So, seeing as you don't want to talk, I will. And I want to finish a theme and story I began yesterday. I started by telling you that this story was so emblematic of exactly how big an F-up Donald Trump is. And it all had to do with his mug merch, aka his shameless promotion of his shameful mugshot, in particular, on t-shirts. But we ran out of time and I never got to tell you how this shows what an F up he is. I played you one clip wherein this self-professed billionaire bragged about how many millions he had grifted selling his mug merch to the rubes, dupes, and suckers in his brain-dead mega cult base. Here it is again. We all know why and we know what they're doing and we certainly get it. But I know I'm your favorite president and they make me look like a criminal, but it completely and totally backfired, as you probably read. Since my mugshot was released, our campaign has raised over $10 million. The people get it. Now, I played you another clip at the end of which this orange merchant of grift held up one such mugshot T-shirt. I just want to thank you for your tremendous support. And here it is. If you want to go out and get it, you can go out and get it. Have fun with it. But people do like it, I must say. Thank you very much. And people do like it, I must say. Thank you very much. Good God. Yeah, that's our boy. He should be president. And the reason I said at the top of yesterday's show that this story was so emblematic of how big an F up Trump is an article on Raw Story a couple days ago carried the headline, quote, Trump's mugshot t-shirt cash grab could backfire and cost him millions, according to legal experts, end quote. Let me read a bit from the article, quote, Leave it to Donald Trump to try and make money off his Fulton County mugshot while possibly violating U.S. copyright law at the same time. The former president knew his voter base would eagerly buy merchandise with his face boldly emblazoned on it. But his lawyers should have checked on the legalities of this first. Well, if he had any decent lawyers, they probably would have. But when you're known for stiffing your lawyers, you don't get the best. According to Politico, Donald Trump earned over $7 million in sales from T-shirts to the Never Surrender coffee mugs in the first week after he was indicted in Georgia. However, a 2022 article in the University of Georgia School of Law's Journal of Intellectual Property Law noted, quote, in the context of photographs taken by law enforcement during the booking process, the author of the mugshot photograph is the law enforcement agency. That could mean that if the Fulton County Sheriff wants to go after Donald Trump for those profits, he might have the legal ground to do so, end quote. Now, I don't know if this will happen, but it should. Trump has been allowed to skate on so many crimes and atrocities throughout the course of his entire miserable grifting and cheating life. It would serve him right. If this particular grift, which again, in my seldom humble opinion, is one of his worst and most embarrassing, one indictment, let alone four, is nothing to blow your own horn about or something about which to be proud. 
And the only kind of person who would sell t-shirts with his mugshot on it is A, someone who continues to stick his stubby little fingers in the eyes of the rule of law, and B, someone with absolutely zero shame and zero common decency. In short, Donald friggin' Trump. And think about it. How many times have you ever seen someone make money by selling a photo on a t-shirt of their mugshot? Yeah, he should be our president. 221-7283 is our caller number here at the station, folks. That's 702-221-7283. Real quick, here's the best part, which also proves that self-awareness and irony are both dead. Chris Lasavita, a Trump advisor, threatened to go after anyone who created their own line of merchandise from the former president's mugshot. He tweeted, quote, if you are a campaign pack scammer and you try raising money off the mugshot of Donald Trump and you have not received prior permission, we are coming after you. You will not scam donors, end quote. And do I really need to finish or say what the unspoken words were that would have honestly concluded this tweet? You will not scam donors. That's our jam. Shameless criminal grifters. And if you're not smart enough to recognize a con man grifter and snake oil salesman, congratulations, you're the mark. 221-7283 is our call number here at the station, folks. That's area code 702-221-SAVE. Who we got next, Justin? Gary, I'm sorry I neglected you. Oh, I never expected you to run away and leave me feeling this empty. Please come home, because I miss you, Gary. next on the air. Thanks for calling. I'm flattered uh, <laughs> by your choice of music, but I, I, like I told you once, you need to play Bob Dylan's Everybody Must Get Stoned. Uh, that, that's more fitting. Yeah, but hey, Gary, um, Gary, the whole point of yes. doing a little musical intro for the callers is to use their name. <laughs> okay, I mean, as, as much as I love you, you're not Bob Dylan. All right. Um, Once upon a time, but that's so fine. Do the folks a dime in your prime. Then you. You know, they threw rocks at him when he was the guest uh, of honor as a folk singer because uh, he came out with an electric guitar, started singing, <laughs> I ain't working on Maggie's farm no more. Like uh, all of a sudden he joined uh, all the other hippies and protesters. So they threw rocks at him. So his rebuttal was everybody must get stoned. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't want you to be offended, but lately I listen to your show. As you should. They they are tremendous. I have a friend named Rigo, and I even asked him, how come the Mexicans, they name themselves Jesus, but, you know, here in this country they don't. And uh, I don't know where we got with that, but I can't wait to pass that on. Jesus loves me. It's a great thing in a church, but not so good in a Mexican prison. Hey, you you could have two shows. You could just do jokes, man. You're funny as hell. I love it. Uh, very entertaining. Well, so, I appreciate. I don't need it. to say any more. I don't need to say well, any no, more. No, as long I'm as you, Gary, as long as you're complimenting you, complimenting me, you can have all the time you want. All right. Well, what do you call this? Is what we surely we, you haven't we, run we, out uh, of compliments by now. You've just gotten started. Well, I just what do you call? I don't want to start no trouble with you, but I'm voting for Nikki Haley. I'm off the Trump train, uh, and uh, not that I agree with everything you say. I do think there are two uh, sets of uh, justices in this country, and and the mainstream media is getting better lately, I admit, a little bit better. But um, all in all, Nikki Haley's the only uh, one on those stages. Uh, I can't wait to see what she does in the next uh, debate. Uh, I think she's the only one that can win as a Republican. All these other people, they have some possibilities, and some have no possibilities. All right, I'm just get, uh, babbling on. Let someone else have a chance. Uh, have a great show. Thank you. Okay, well, I appreciate it, Gary, although you didn't have to run because nobody else is holding on the line. But I will say... That's why I called. I called because <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? What are they exactly. tired of calling your show? Exactly. I'm sorry. 
Well, see, you got more time. Here's the thing I huh? don't understand, Gary. There's no one I would love to hear more from than diehard, brain dead Trump mega cult base members. And yet they won't call. And I can only attribute it to the fact it's like, what are they going to say? I mean, how can they really call up well, and say, yes, I defend him slandering and trashing Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss to the point they had to move because of death threats from his base. They can't say well, that. I don't want to put your station down, but they moved you to the Siberia of the radio uh, channel. So all the way on the end there, uh, I don't know, but well, you Gary, keep up the good work. And Gary, nobody, we'll get you to, Gary, nobody uh, moved me. I'm here by choice. Well, you know, the reverse is just the, tr the truth. Uh, the right-wing radio, they don't get too many uh, liberals uh, calling and arguing, not too often, and they don't last too long. You know, just like riding a rodeo, they get thrown off uh, in no time. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. I got over my ear infection, and I, I feel uh, it's like a spur It's like a, a, a religious experience. Uh, I've lost a little bit of my hearing. Pardon? But, uh, hey, you be, you be good, and uh, I look forward to your show uh, next time. Okay, Tomorrow. I appreciate it, Gary. I look forward to it as well. <laughs> two two one seven two eight three is our calling up, folks. You only got a couple minutes, so if you want to have a a say, you better do it quick. The music has already started. But just further to what Gary said, and I was going to tell him before he got off the line, if he listened to my commentary after the first Republican debate, I said the same thing about Nikki Haley. He did. He did. Now, of course, I am a liberal. I am a Democrat. The last thing I want is a Republican president. Okay, a root canal, but but a Republican president is right up there on the list. But if I have to have one, if we have to have one as a country, we want somebody who isn't under the thumb of or beholden to the orange canker. And Nikki Haley came out strong against Trump on more than one occasion at the debate. So I don't think she'd really give two shiskies what Trump told her to do. The other ones, I'm not so sure, especially Vivek like Kate Ramaswamy, who, by the way, I called and invited out why I didn't call. I emailed and invited on this show several days ago. His campaign manager got back to me and said, this is the person you need to email. So I emailed that person. They haven't gotten back to me. So we'll see. And I don't know if, oh, wait a minute. I may have a thing here. Okay, Marianne can't make it work tomorrow because it'll be cutting it too close to her flight. But she said next time that she's in town, we're doing lunch. <laughs> Anyhow, so that's it, folks. I got to run. Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro is next. As for me, I'm out of here. But I'll tell you what, we will do this all over again tomorrow, hopefully with you. Until then, take care.